ready? Not ready yet? Now, I had a fun story, but this, like, doesn't really lead into anything, so it's not going to go anywhere. No, we'll tell it anyway, unless it's inappropriate. Well, no. Your mom listens to the show. We're talking about spewing in Dixie cups, and people probably throw them out the window. So this guy, like, the, this happened, like, two weeks ago at work. But I sit, so, like, I'm facing the, the parking lot. Like, I have huge window access, and I just see everything in the parking lot. There are these kids that drove up. There's this little, like, like park where people go and, like, smoke pot and shit. If you're in high school, I'm like, I get it. But they drove up, parked in, like, the midst of all our other cars. Usually people park at the edge of the parking lot. So, but they parked in between all of the people's cars who actually work in my office. And it's a pretty small office, so I recognize just about everybody's car. But, freaking, the first thing this kid does is he gets out, no shirt on, and just, like, walks around to his passenger side and, like, opens it up, pulls out, like, a McDonald's cup and just, like, throws it underneath somebody else's car. And then they all just walk, they all just walk away. But I'm like, that's one of my pet peeves. I'm like, that's just some douchebag thing. So I went, and they all, like, they all walked away. And <laughs> I went with, out with a sticky note, wrote on, like, that just wrote on it and just said, pick up your shit. And I was going to put it on the cup. And then put it on top of his hood. So I got, I fished the cup out from underneath somebody else's car and I put the stick note on it. And then I noticed his sunroof was open <laughs> and the cup still had liquid in it. So I just dumped it on his driver's seat and shoved the cut through. Good for you, Daniel. And Good for you. That shit pissed me off. And then I can't stand this shit. It <laughs> really, it makes me so mad the way people litter like that. Yeah, it's just so fucking douchey. Like, just keep it, it in your car until you throw it away. Your it house is. has a trash can. I vacuum my car out once a week, and all any garbage that's in it goes in trash cans. I don't toss it out my window. I mean, like, I remember coming home a few months ago, and, like, somebody threw their fast food out a window on our street, and it just looked so trashy. So I, I literally walked up, picked it up, and took it home and threw it away because I just didn't want to see my street look like shit. Yeah, we have a nice neighborhood. I want to keep it nice. Oh, I know. I've been in. A, I was in a car with somebody this weekend. He was like, "I'm gonna roll down my window and throw my gum wrapper out." And I looked at him like, "Fuck you are. Just put it in your goddamn pocket." <laughs> I'm just like, "Why would you do? Why that? do people? Yeah, it's why do people wrapper. think it's okay? Like, we care about the environment. Like, it's just like it's a little thing. It's not like I'm throwing a milk jug. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Just put it in your pocket and you throw it away. We're going to a bar. They have trash cans. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. All right. People and here we are. But that was my fun little street justice. And then the kid came back and flipped us off and then peeled out of our parking lot. I felt pretty satisfied. That's awesome. Uh, flipped you out, like what, looking at the windows and just like giving you the finger? Yeah, because he saw the cup. He saw the freaking <laughs> note. And he deserves bang. it, though. Like, he, God, he can fuck off. Oh, I know. He, but uh, I just like, he peeled off and I'm like, <laughs> his seat's wet. <laughs> <laughs> I can, that's right. Next time I'm going to pee on your handles. We're back and ready to start. All right. Well, that's a fun story, Daniel. Let's get into some movie talk here. All right. Well, hey, welcome back, everybody, to a brand new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm Jordan. Sitting across from me here is the real Superman, Daniel. Superman? I could be Superboy. Eh, whatever you want. What you did was heroic. <laughs> I'm the real life Captain Planet. That's right. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. With all the magic school bus kids. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh, I got to find a story for later on, but we'll get okay. into it. Um, 
about childhood stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, so today we are talking the new Brad Pitt space film, Ad Astra. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go to space. Four, three, two, one. Drink. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. I don't know. Ching. <laughs> we can do something else. Uh, we'll keep going. Yes, before we get into it, let's talk about what we are drinking today. Yep, this week was Jordan's week to bring in beer for Beer and Tell. So Jordan, what did you bring us? So, today I brought in some, how do you pronounce that? Ja Ale? Uh, it, it's either like I Ali or ja, I, I have no idea. It's an IPA. Spelled J-A-I and then A-L-A-I. Two different words. Anyway. I don't know. IPA by Cigar City Brewing, who where they're located in Tampa, Florida. So, yeah, I've never tried this before. This was suggested by a friend of the show, Trevor. He was like, hey, check out this IPA. So, I decided to check it out. Yeah, and he's a brewer, so he knows what he's talking about. Mmm. Ooh, that's tasty. Ooh, that is tasty. Mm. It's got a lot of flavor. Doesn't make me want to dress or smoke a cigar, but almost. That's hmm. tasty, though. Not quite ready to make the jump into winter beer yet. So, yeah, another IPA is fine by me. I don't know. I'm looking forward to that salted caramel by Breakside. That is... Uh, are they bringing it back this year? I'm assuming so. I because bet you stuff, if we it, went, that, they'd probably already have that it That stuff shelf. is good. Yeah. There's another one I'm looking forward to, which maybe I'll bring for the Joker episode, because that's my next episode, to bring something... Mm. The oh. favorite of the shows. All right, cool. All right, well, why don't we get into some movie news here? Daniel, what's going on in the Hollywood movie scene? Well, people are up their asses as per usual, but we'll get to that. In, first, other, in other news. First, we're going to talk about trailers. So what I'm assuming is probably the final trailer for Frozen. Maybe not, but they released the second full-length trailer for Frozen 2, and I gotta say, watching it, still excited for this movie. Love it. I loved every single trailer that they've put out. The animation looks great. Like every the scenery looks amazing, and it like looks like it's gonna have like a pretty serious tone because mm-hmm. that's been in every uh, consistent through every single one of these trailers. But I don't know. I'm still really excited. Serious to see this. adventure, fun tone. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I was. I, Olaf is still there for comic relief. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of hoping, uh, I don't, I'm wondering if they're going to kind of put him in the back seat, like a couple jokes here and there since they've just back the horse buggy. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. We will see. But honestly, like I didn't love Frozen 1. I, I definitely enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. You have Frozen 1 wallpaper on all over your walls? I did not. No? No, I was a little bit too old. But... I don't know. I'm really liking the. This looks like it's shaping up to be like one of my most anticipated in like the, like, for the like fall season. Fall season, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, which I guess that's kind of among us. Maybe Joker kind of kicks that off. But yeah, because I feel like we're kind of among that season now. October, November, December. And yeah, I got to say for anticipations coming up here, maybe we should do a, a list sometime. What are my anticipated? Definitely looking forward to Frozen Two, uh, Doctor Sleep. Yep. Joker, looks awesome. Uh, there was another November release. Oh, whenever The Irishman comes out. If we even get to see it in theaters around us. I hope so. 
but man, between trailers and three and a half hours long, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I would like a pee break in between that. Right? <laughs> that would be a nice. Just a, a quick five minute intermission. I don't think anybody would care. But I don't know. So Frozen 2 still looks good. I'm still really excited for it. Next is uh, Netflix announced that the Breaking Bad movie El Camino is actually going to have a theatrical release in October 11th because that is a Netflix produced movie. So it's only coming to about 68 cities. So not too bad, but I don't know if anybody who loves Breaking Bad, if it's around you, definitely go see it. If you didn't know it was coming out, it's coming out October 11th, El Camino. No, I've never actually watched Breaking Bad. It's one of those movies that as it was coming out, people were like, it's fucking awesome. So I'm like, well, I'll watch it when it's over and I can watch it all at once. That's been some time now. Still, <laughs> I still haven't. haven't watched it. Yeah, I haven't either. But I've heard great things about it. And yeah, I'm sure the people that are fans of it are really looking forward to this movie. I think so. Is it necessary? I have no idea. Again, I've never seen the show, so I don't know. Yeah, you don't know how it ends. Nope. All I know is that um, Jesse Pinkman, I think, is the character. Aaron Paul is the actor. It's based around him. So, we'll see. Um, next we have... Silver Surfer movie announced for Phase 5 of Marvel. Oh, cool. Which sounds cool. I mean... That'd be awesome. I feel like that's when they'd be introducing the Fantastic Four, probably. Um, Hopefully. Hopefully. But I'm kind of curious how a Silver Surfer movie would be focused. The only time we ever saw him on the or in a movie was Fantastic Four 2. Mm-hmm. So, which, I don't know, and especially which, now that special effects have come a long way, I bet they can make him even cooler. Yeah, I thought he looked fine in that movie, and sounded cool with Lawrence Fishburne doing the voiceover. I thought so too, but I haven't seen that movie since theater, so maybe the CGI doesn't hold up, I'm not sure. I don't know, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it too. We'll see, we'll see. Well, that'll be cool. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. And then we get into the angry news. Uh-oh. So first, we're going to start out with... This movie chain Cinemark and Regal uh, have struck a deal with a big player in movie advertising, and now they are going to start. They're gonna or they're gonna play more commercials five minute up to five minutes past the movie start time. So usually we got all that new <clears throat> that newbie bullshit. At, at least at Cinemark, you get newbie. You know, up to the movie. Which is fine. You get there early, fine. Whatever. And then you still had to sit through 20 minutes of trailers. But now you get at least up to five more minutes of advertising post, like, start time. And then you get the 20 minutes of trailers. See, it's like, I know they're doing this for money. But at the same time, though, if people stop going to the cinema altogether because they don't want to see this, then, yeah, it's all for nothing. We're literally sitting at 30 minutes of... 30 minutes of no, commercials. I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty much from this point on. I mean, unless I haven't gone in a while and seen previous. I'll be honest, I, I still haven't seen and want to see the Top Gun trailer on the big screen. Right. But I'm just going to be minimal 20 minutes late from now on because I just don't want to sit through all this crap. I know. It's ridiculous. And then sit through a two hour plus movie. You know? It's just too much. My bladder just isn't that big. No, it's just it's too much. It's ridiculous. <sighs> so so that's just. And if you didn't think that could be worse, but I think 
what's coming up next is just the worst of the worst. Yeah, is more that more bad news? Yeah, and we I texted you as soon as I found that out, and you're just like, oh fuck. But there's a possible remake of the Princess uh. Bride. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah this is a, a one that's near and dear to almost everybody in our family yeah like family all, favorite four siblings and our mom i don't know if our dad's super into this movie but this is like a movie that like my whole family loves to watch we've watched it even aunts and uncles love it yeah like everybody loves this movie anybody who's seen it pretty much loves it but now they're talking about remaking the princess bride and it's just Sure, it's a low-budget film, and sure, you can throw a big budget, but the cast is what made this movie so perfect. Yeah. The cast it was just one of a kind. Lightning in a bottle. Lightning in a bottle. Now, I'm going to say, I think I texted you this, if they do do a remake of this, you got to get Fred Savage back. He's going to read the book to his child, and it's going to be one of those situations like, his child's homesick from school, and he's going to be like, your grandfather or my grandfather used to read this book to me. Now I'm going to read it to you. And, and his gonna son's going to look at him and be like, what's a book? Exactly. He's going to pull it out on his iPad and start scrolling through his Kindle and be like, all right, once upon a time, there's a beautiful princess. <laughs> yeah. I, I could see something like that happening and it's, and it's just, it's, it's dumb. I don't want it. I don't think a lot of people want it. No. But it's the, just the, the, ca- the cast feeding. was perfect. Well, who who's gonna replace Andre the Giant? Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's no. It's know. just one of those movies that you shouldn't touch. Just like Back to the Future. Right. At least those guys, the Back to the Future guys, made it in their contract that as long as they're alive, you can't remake the movie. That's right. It's not gonna last forever. No. But oh, uh, there's gonna be a remake coming eventually. Yeah, they're like, what's a movie that everybody loves? Do you know what? We're just going to... Uh, the only thing I would care about at, is... At, if, at this point, it's going to take place now, and the kid's going to go back to 1985, where his parents grew up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> the only thing I would appreciate in Back to the Future is if they digitally restored one scene when the DeLorean first takes off, and he's actually standing in the flames. Mm-hmm. If it just like move it slightly to the left or the right, where it's in between his legs, sure, perfect. That's it. That's that's it. <laughs> you want to digitally restore that? That's it. But don't touch the Princess Bride. It's a perfect movie. I don't know. That's, that's I guess that's pretty much Makes it. Me so mad. All right, whatever. Hollywood, you're out of ideas. So I'm not gonna we, go. See we get it. it. We get it. All right, Daniel. <sighs> well, what else? Or is that it for movie news? That's today? it for movie news that I have. All right. Well, then why don't we move on to here to the segment we like to call. The weekly look back. And let's talk about some other things we saw this week. So for me, I think I only have my movie I was assigned as the only one I saw outside of the main movie this week. Yeah. Is it the same for you? Well, yeah, I didn't have an assigned movie and I was out of town this weekend. I didn't really get any time All to All right, well then I'll talk about anything. my assigned movie here. So Daniel assigned me last week, The Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, if I had summed this up into one word, this movie was just fun it was a fun movie and bruce campbell he is amazing in this like he really steals the show i mean he's the main focus for most of it but every scene is in he's great i'll talk about one of my favorite scenes is probably when his hand gets possessed Mm -hmm. and starts like breaking plates on his face that just that whole scene in that kitchen area is just great and it's just so well acted 
But yeah, I love that scene. One of my favorite parts of that whole scene, too, is when the hand discovers the knife yep. and starts making its way, trying to creep towards the knife. Love it. And then all of a sudden, just to get stabbed by another knife. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, it's so good. It's such a fun... It was just a good, fun movie. The practical effects are so fun to watch. I think one of my favorite scenes, too, is when the girl gets attacked by the trees and then drugged through the forest. Yeah. That was awesome. But there's so many cool parts, like how they did the... Uh, Practical effects of the whole house like coming to life and laughing, mm-hmm. and then him just laughing back with it is so funny. I know I like the second one because it just like kind of maps out like the insanity that sets into Bruce Campbell's character. I also loved, uh, I forget I forget how it happened, but um, anyway, someone's eye goes eyeball goes flying across mm-hmm. and lands in a girl's mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, it was just good fun movie. Hour and a half long, went down smooth. I would say if you've never seen The Evil Dead Part 2, check it out. Well, watch them all. Watch Part 1, Part 2, and then Army of Darkness, which I've still never seen Army of Darkness. Uh, it's even crazier. It's screwier. It's crazier. It's B, it's B-movier in all the best ways. It's still hilarious and fun. Still written directed by Sam Raimi? Uh-huh. Cool. And yeah, Sam Raimi. So did you know his brother plays... Um, forget the character's name the basically the wife the mother that's down in the cellar when she's possessed and zombie like that, that's san Raimi's brother playing her i think i knew that i know like some fun facts about evil dead that i know is that the car that they drive up in the evil dead mm-hmm. um is the same car that uncle ben's driving in spider-man one. Oh, it's apparently funny. in every single sam Raimi movie oh that's funny um i just think that's awesome the f- the Evil Dead Two was shot. The stage was built and shot in a gymnasium. Oh, with really? Hundred plus degree weather, like inside temperature. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's insane. Cause the first movie when they shot it, they shot it in the woods, and it was like below freezing temperatures. So they got to shoot it inside, but it was above like a hundred degrees. Jeez. So. Well, I, I guess uh, Bruce Campbell was just great, though. I loved him so much in this, and just he's just so good at the like eye expressions and things like that. Yeah. He just like, makes even uh, yeah. It, just, it was just fun, and yeah, we got this. Oops, playing in here in like a month in theaters nearby. Yeah. I think I'm gonna check it out in theaters. Oh, for sure. Like Cause I, because yeah, yeah, I watched it. Um, here in my on my little 32 inch TV, and I just I want to see it on the big screen. Hell yeah. I've never even seen it on the big screen yet. I think that'd be good. And especially at the theater I'm thinking of, too. They got beer. It'd be a great movie. Just sit back, have a beer, and watch. Oh, the best. So definitely gonna check it out. But yes, Evil Dead 2, everybody. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Hell All yeah. All right. Well, then why don't we get into our main movie here, Ad Astra. So Brad Pitt goes to space, a.k.a. another one of Ocean's Eleven's characters goes to space. Yep. That's right, because we have had... Matt Damon in space now, Brad Pitt, George Clooney was in space a couple different times. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think two out of five Space Cowboys. Yeah, half the Space Cowboys. Right. You had, <laughs> I think. Uh, not Clint Eastwood, but you had Tommy Lee Jones and um, Sutherland Sr. Yes. Donald Sutherland. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what the hell is his, his first name? I'm just like, I know it has the Space Cowboys. Somewhere. But yeah, half the Space Cowboys are in it. Yeah, you even got um, Arwen from Lord of the Rings in it. Oh, you never seen Lord of the Rings. Never mind. Sorry. So yeah, written and directed by James Gray. Also written by Ethan Gross. But yeah, James Gray. So I've never seen 
I don't think any of them. He, he did The Lost City of Z and We Own the Night, and I've never seen either one of those. I heard, I remember good things about We Own the Night, though. I think I've I've heard a lot of good things about like World War or not World War Z, but um, Lost City uh, of Lost Z. Lost City of Z as like a like a sleeper hit that like kind of has become a cult classic from okay, the few years that it's been released. I guess I'll re- I'll read the summary real quick. So it's about astronaut Roy McBride undertakes a mission across our solar system to uncover the truth about his missing father and his doomed expedition that now, thirty years later, threatens the universe. That's kind of the overall nutshell synopsis of this. So I got to say, going in, so I only saw one trailer for this, and I saw it maybe once or twice throughout the summer watching other stuff. And I haven't even seen the trailer in a while. I I just knew the movie was coming out. Basically, I just knew it was like Brad Pitt in space is all I can remember from the trailers. Brad Pitt's in space. So I wasn't exactly sure what to expect coming in, like the tone or anything, or what it was really about story-wise. But... Yeah, you know, as we've kind of been getting closer to it, I've been kind of anticipating it, seeing the posters and everything everywhere. Right. And I gotta say, um, yeah, not sure what to expect, but I liked it. I thought it was really, like pretty cool. I I liked that it was more of a character study, more like a psychological thing set in space, mm-hmm. and that made it for a really cool story. I thought. Yeah. The took took me a couple minutes to kind of get into it in the beginning. Uh, I did like that opening scene quite a bit on the uh, space. Um, what do they call it? The space antenna? Yeah. It's like a space ladder or something. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it is, but yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. But yeah, it took me a little bit to get in because I wasn't sh- at first I wasn't sure what the thing about the voiceover. Like Brad Pitt's like basically thoughts. His thoughts were doing the, like speaking to the audience. And right. I wasn't sure to think about that at first, but it grew on me. And I don't know. I ended up liking this quite a bit, actually. It was visually, it was just like amazing. It was just so stylistic. Yeah, uh, and I love that part of it. Um, I don't know what, what's kind of your going in, and what were your kind of general thoughts on it? Well, going in thoughts, I guess. Excuse me. Um, going, it's like yeah, I think they only put out. I only saw one trailer for this movie. Like I saw it a few times, but I'd only seen just a single trailer. Um, so I kind of didn't know what to expect, like space exploration. Like I don't know. Like is it going to be like high sci-fi, or is it going to be more grounded? You know, I'm like, after watching the movie, it's definitely more grounded. And I even like saw a couple of people saying like, it's not even really science fiction because this is kind of based on where things are going to be in a projected 30, 40 years or something like that. Maybe, maybe not that far or maybe not that soon, but it's essentially like based in hard science, which also like, I, I love both. I love Star Wars, but if you're also going to show me like what life could actually be like in space, I'd also love to see that. So I, that worked well for me. Um, and I guess uh, I did like what you said, like it was more of a character study. Like it's definitely like non-traditional, like, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a drama adventure set in space. Right. Kind of like how diverse alien, I guess I don't consider it horror, but it's like a thriller alien thriller set in space. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, while it is a slow burn, I if you're like into that sort of thing, can like have the patience for it. It's definitely worth the time put in. See, I enjoyed my, my the whole time I'm in the theater, I enjoyed myself. There was some, a little bit of crunching at first, but I think when everybody realized it's, it's supposed to be a quiet movie, every my whole theater got pretty quiet. And That's good. everybody sat back and enjoyed it. And again, once I was into it, after a few minutes, I was into it. I just sat back and I mean, it went down pretty smooth. I thought 
I just loved and just watching everything, all the scenery and everything. Um, that opening scene was great though. Him just at the what are they called the International Space International Space Antenna was just cool when that surge went off and you know him jumping around to try and cut the power was cool. And then when he gets hit and starts falling, basically it was cool. What you watch him fall out of space and then parachute back to the ground. I mean that was just crazy. I know it's a great opener, great like opening scene and for like getting you hooked. You're just like oh. Like it doesn't like it's not super actiony, but when the action happens, it's great. Yeah. And uh, something else that I just want to add is like this is what the cinema is for. Like a movie like this, where it's just jaw dropping visuals, like they're so well done that like you're not gonna get the same experience at home. And as much as I am excited for the day that I can watch a new release same day at the leisure of my home. For things like this, you still want to go to the cinema to check still it out. Still need a giant 100, 100 inch projector yeah. screen. True. Like that would do pretty well, but still, like this is a theater movie, just like Free Solo was. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, about gosh, yeah. First Man, another space movie that was visually amazing. Mm-hmm. Like this is just what theaters That's are made right. for. Gosling's been to space too now. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't part of Ocean's Eleven, though. No, he was not. But it's just. It's a movie that is definitely for the cinema. Even if you can get catch this in IMAX, I don't. I didn't see it anywhere near us in IMAX. But if there is IMAX, for I this, might go watch this again in XD. I don't know how long it'll be in XD around our area, but I don't. Know, I might go see it again just for the visuals of it. But yeah, as far as the drama and character study goes, I mean, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, it's it's simplistic yet very profound. It's you know, it's a very personal story. And our our hero in this is you know he's. Uh, Got some issues of abandonment. He's trying. He's trying to get closure. Our, our, you know, Brad Pitt, Roy, that we're following around. He's trying to get closure because the story, you know, is his dad went off on ex, uh, space exploration to go find intelligent life. You know, somewhere yeah. else. The whole Star Trek thing. Yeah, he went well, past Neptune or from Neptune. Well, he made it all the way out to Neptune. It sounds That's like. That's what it was. There was a couple. Now I do have a couple questions, and maybe you can get a fill us in. I don't know. Um, one thing is the whole surge thing. Where did that come from? I thought it was, from what I understood and what I remember from the movie, um, was that the surge came because like they were detecting like radio waves or something from deep space that was coming back like to Earth, and they're tr- trying to figure out what happened, like where they came from. I guess, I think, I think that's pretty much. Because I I couldn't get like where the surges were coming from, and you know how he's gonna save the day. Right, because but more it was just about uh, a gentleman. He's, you know, his father left when he was sixteen. Thirty years have passed, and he's just looking for closure. Is his dad still alive? Is his dad dead? There's a great line in there. I can't remember it word for word, but there was a great line in there that he was where Roy is saying, "I'm either gonna go out there and like make amends with my father, or if just get the closure that I need." Right. They said it brilliantly. I do not remember the line. It's too dark to write it down. But. Sorry, we're not poets. But yeah, um, and so yeah, I mean, obviously he's been trained to be emotionless. Yeah, essentially, like what is his his heart rate never leaves? Like, I, I can't even think. Like, is what eighty six beats per minute? Somewhere like, around there. Yeah, like the slightly 80s. un yeah. Like it just like stays at constant. Like he's essentially like. The perfect person to handle anything under pressure. And mm-hmm. he does several times throughout the movie. 
and he never makes a big show about it. He always just like sees something that needs to be done. He does it and then he moves on to the next thing that needs to be done. So it's kind of like he's a cool, he's a cool cucumber, but you know, he just, he's a guy who's years. He's the best at what he does, I guess. But like he doesn't get showboaty about it, which is also no. kind of cool. He's very quiet and well, confined. So, so yeah, they've been trying to get a hold of his father, and they think maybe he'll respond to us hearing his son's voice. Right. So they yeah bring him in. Here's nothing I didn't understand either. Why did they have to take him to Mars to send a signal to where his father is? Why they couldn't they do it from Earth, or why couldn't they from Earth send a signal to a recording to Mars, then send it off to where his father is? I think there's, I mean, like, that maybe, was... maybe there's an explanation in the movie. That's one of the things where you just kind of have to, like, go with the movie and go on the journey with the character. Which is what I did. I, I was, you know, I was still able to, like, I guess, shut my brain off and just go on, go on the adventure. There's just a couple little things like that that I was questioning, like, well, why, why, yeah. Like, and that was one of them. Yeah, but maybe on, upon rewatch, they actually explain it that you just didn't catch I'm not sure. I've heard people like talking about how like this is a movie that is like rewatchable and you just get like more and more from it each time. Oh, that's cool. Good. Cause I plan on seeing it again. Good. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I do want to see it in theaters again. Cause it's just, it's just one of those movies that's just visually stunning that you got to see on the big screen. And yeah, I'm trying to think here. So yeah. Cause he, they need him to go to Mars, which I thought that was kind of funny. Like he's basically taking a commercial airline and, to the moon and then to Mars and basically the moon was like a layover. <laughs> He's taking a SpaceX cab. It was a space layover. <laughs> but yeah, that thought that was kind of funny how they're basically like oh, I forget what she asked him, but it's like, you want a warm towel? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just thing. like that'll be $125. Uh and I guess that kind of leads into well, I don't know. Like that's kind of like my one of my standout moments. So I don't I don't but the space like or the moon scene when they're on the the buggies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay, we'll get, we'll get yes. there. We'll get there. We'll get there. But um, what was I trying? What did you think of uh? So who there was this guy that I thought he was Fred Armisen, one of the, like military guys in the beginning of the movie that he's talking to in a room. The one that was sitting, I thought he was Fred Armisen. He was sitting. He had those like thick specs on. Oh yeah, I. He looked like Fred Armisen from Portlandia. I I don't think it was him though. I don't think so. It I just remember, looked like him quite a bit. I, funny that you say that, because I remember watching that, and I didn't know. Like I was like, this guy looks familiar, but not. But I couldn't put my finger on it, because, I mean, Fred Armisen doesn't even come to mind, because like, I would never think that he would be in something like this. No, but that's what, ma- that's what would make it so funny, though, and such a good cameo. There was a cameo I loved. I don't think it was giving anything away. Um, Natasha Leone, she had a great little bit in this. She's the... Uh, you know, you've seen her in uh, American Pie. She's Jessica. Yeah. She's in Orange is the New Black. Anyway, when, that's when he gets to Mars. I thought that was a great little scene with her. Yeah, that was awesome. She cracks me up. I don't know. They just like, I don't know. This is like the, I'm not like, it's not a perfect movie, but it's like a, it's almost like as good as you get as far as like quality cinema like that we've gotten, especially this year. I mean, yeah. we've gotten some good stuff this year. Like, not it's not hasn't been an amazing year, but I think this is probably going to be like a standout. Definitely, probably a shoe in for like visual effects for the Oscars. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't quite as visually stunning as Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which I am so overdue to watch that. Right. But man, was it cool! 
and just yeah, I just it was just a good. I just was along for the ride, and I had a good time. I was I loved the character. Brad Pitt was awesome. Like he was just I, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed the voiceover work and just. Because the whole the whole thing is you know it's not about saving the world or the quantum or the you know astrophysics it's about <laughs> the things we take for granted in life. Yeah, it's about you know answering the kind of stuff like that. It's about abandonment. It's about you know, what, I mean, I asked myself the same question. Like if I asked his dad, like if I had a wife and a son, would I go on this space expedition? It's the opportunity of a lifetime. You know, you get to be. Um, Captain Kirk, per se, in a sense, going yeah. out there looking for you were life like somewhere Captain else. Captain Kirk slash Lewis and Clark of like just space, like trying to find the next. Like, yeah, I mean, it's an important mission to go on. Is there stuff other stuff out there? I mean, we have the technology to go as far as we can potentially. Right. Is it worth leaving your wife and kid behind for? I mean, I was actually asking myself like, they'd understand, wouldn't they? I was with my wife, but you know, if I'm gone for decades, is gonna probably remarry. <laughs> Yeah. My kid, my kid will you know hopefully grow up and like not feel abandoned. Cause, I mean, he will feel abandonment, but like hopefully he'll understand that his father has gone on on this adventure to, you know, be a hero per se. I don't know, but I asked myself, would I if I if I was single? Hell yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> at the same time, like you're in this one environment for decades on end. Yeah, like it'd be like being in this house for decades and never leaving. <laughs> True, except for the only difference is that he had an like an explicit purpose on his mission and what he had to do. Yep. And so, like, yeah, it's it's a hard question to answer. Like, I don't personally, as it is right now, I don't think I could. I don't think I could be in space, leave for like thirty, not even maybe like not even ten years. Maybe maybe I could do a year. That's the thing. I wouldn't (laughs) mind going to space for a while. But is like, is it like where we fly the Millennium Falcon in warp speed places? Not in our lifetime. <laughs> but like, because yeah, just to go out there and just drift off into not drift, but like you know, see how far you can go, and I, I, just, I don't know, and see if there's it's such it's such a hard question though. Is would I do that or not? Did we mention actually like what his specific mission was? Uh, did we? I don't think so, because I guess if we haven't mentioned it, his specific mission was to look for alien life in, I think, just the immediate galaxy. Or, you know, like, yeah, but we also, mean, we haven't gotten to the point where we can't warp I mean, anywhere. Yeah, he's, so. he's out there to explore. Right. Space exploration. Is there other life out there? You know, I mean, what a job that would be. I mean, they talked about how his father was the first person, Tommy Lee Jones' character, first one to land on Jupiter and... They mentioned one other planet, but, you know, he's the first one to ever make it as far as Neptune. Right. So. I know. We didn't mention that either. This is, like, a family of, like, legacy astronauts, mm-hmm. which is a really cool thing. Like, you get, you see a lot of legacies, but you don't usually see a legacy of, like, astronauts. It's like, yeah, Neptune. Free. That's pretty sweet. And so. also, it kind of adds to, like, the why he did it. Like, it's just kind of like he was born for this. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, like I, I think they kind of frame it like especially Tommy Lee Jones characters like denying your destiny if you don't go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you want to go into spoilers now. I guess we might as well go into spoilers because there's some stuff I want to talk about that's a little spoilery. Right. So we're going to go into spoilers how, now. Uh, I think as far as we sit now, we both recommend checking it out. Definitely on the big screen. Yes. My my like spiel is, is it's a slow burn, but it's visually probably one of the – it's probably the best – it's it's got to be like one of the best visual movies that you're gonna see 
this year, if not for a few years, because it's just that good looking. Yeah, it really is. I think this is probably the best one we've seen since 2049 Blade Runner. Yeah. So, not as good as that, but still the best one since then. But yeah, I definitely would say, is it a perfect movie? No, but it's definitely worth seeing on the big screen. So, check it out. All right, so we're going to go to spoilers here in five, four, three, two, one. Spoilers. All right, now we're in spoilers. So, yes, he uh, goes up to the moon as a layover on the moon. That's, that's all I could think of is like how the moon is basically a layover. It's kind of like in a, his flight to Mars. It's kind of like a layover in a crime-riddled town. Yeah, it's it kind of funny. But I love the moon base. I thought that was awesome looking. Yeah. And how it sounds like everyday citizens can go there. I mean, I'm sure it still costs a crap ton. But everyday people can go there and actually experience space, which right. I thought was cool. Which is like, you know, SpaceX is a thing. Probably not going to get to affordable space, uh, space travel in our lifetime. Who knows? But who knows? I you, mean, you in don't 30 know. years, who knows? I didn't think ever in my life that there would be commercial like runs to space, but they've already kind of started doing that, at least going to orbit and coming back. Right. Which so. would be awesome. I would love just to do that. Just to go to just to say you've been to space would be so cool. Yeah, just like what'd you do yesterday? I went to space. Went to space. Like, how was it? It was awesome. Disneyland Sweet. in space. But I yeah. mean, you saw, so I didn't, I mean, it's funny as I didn't realize this at first. I didn't know the uh, international space antenna was actually, I didn't realize it started on Earth and came all the way up into space. I thought it was just really long up in space. Right. It wasn't until he was falling that I realized that the whole thing was like connected to Earth. Yeah. And I was like, my God, that's cool. But could you imagine though if they made like a roller coaster that went up into space and came back down? How awesome would that be? I mean, that would be terrifyingly awesome. It'd be the coolest roller coaster ever, but. So anyway, he gets to the moon. And here's one thing I didn't understand. I like kind of like that scene that I think you were going to talk about this. Those, the rover scene. The rover scene uh, was cool. It kind of felt like Mad Max on the moon. Right. A little bit smaller scale, but it felt like Mad Max on the moon, which was cool. Who were those guys, though? They're space pirates. I guess, but what do they want? They're just pirates. They're just fucking like robbing people who come to space. Because I'm assuming space travel still isn't cheap. So if you made it there, yeah, you got at least a little bit of scratch. So I'm assuming they're just like trying to rob you. I don't know exactly how space piracy would work. I assume that you could just cancel it, like your credit right. cards. It was because <laughs> it was a cool scene, but kind of felt out of nowhere. But it, it was, yeah, I mean, it was still cool to watch. And it looks like they had laser guns by this, yeah. <laughs> this time. But yeah, it was cool to see all that happen. I know. Um, like, it is a little bit out of place, but it's just like going to the moon. Like, yeah, you can get there, but it's, you know, crime riddled, you so, know. But yeah, so the, anyway, he makes it, he hops a ship to Mars, goes to Mars, and does his recording inside that room, which looked like a ginormous soundproof room. Yeah, like a, like a sound deprivation room. Right. Right, yeah. Uh, so yeah, then, you know, they're going to send a signal to his father with his his voice or him talking obviously uh -huh. um so yeah i guess at that point they're done using them and I, what did that gal say there's 1100 people living on mars she said she was in charge of like 1100 people uh i think so i think there are more people living on mars i think that's just maybe she's in charge of like a district or something like okay. a community so that was interesting but yeah by this time we've inhabited the red planet and there's people on there thanks elon musk yeah, that's right. Appreciate yeah. it. Nothing I would expect any government to get us to. Definitely private sectors. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but like yes. People are driving their Teslas on the moon. Like, 
this rover sponsored by tesla how cool would that have been if there was like the tesla uh symbol on the back of one of those rovers that would have been pretty sweet that would have been awesome i think that would have been like as far as what i've learned about this director might have been a little bit too much on the nose but still would have been very cool that would have been pretty awesome i love that room too he's in basically they're trying to make it look give you like an earth feel to it because i'm sure being up there confined inside doors all day yeah you yeah you long for that kind of stuff like nature so he's in that room with like nature all around him yeah it kind of runs you kind of going back to 2049 that room that 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 not germaphobe but like you know like hypochondriac that can't leave the room because they're sickly mm-hmm. that has that the whole like look of that she's like looking out a gigantic window yeah like I, I that makes sense to me like yeah the abyss of space, I'm sure, would make anybody go crazy if that's all like you when see. When they thought Nick Fury was on a uh, island somewhere, turns out he's in space. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta take a break. Exactly. So yeah, and I guess they're gonna send the crew that he flew to Mars with. They're gonna send them out on to find his father without him. Right, which seemed weird. Which did seem weird. It's another kind of a plot holy thing. It seemed kind of weird. I do like how she snuck him on board though. How he had to go like in that tunnel. And yeah. underwater, pull himself up there and like get in last minute as the thing's about to take off. Yeah. And yeah, as far as that whole scene goes, wow. Um, I don't know. That was super. I don't know. This movie's just got a lot of really cool aspects to it. I do love that little. That, I don't now, know. When he sneaks him on board. I don't. Good. I, I, it's just like, I don't know. I just really love that scene. It's like I said, but it just seemed weird that he wasn't invited. <laughs> it really does. I'm not sure why. Obviously, they wanted to use him to use his voice to talk to his dad to see if his dad responded was his son. Right. I, I feel like... Which could have been anybody because he left his son at 16. Right. It's like It feels like it would make sense if he wasn't actually a trained astronaut. Like, if he was just his son and they're trying to record his voice and he doesn't know anything about space, that would make sense. But since he's the trained astronaut, he knows a lot, he's trained to like work well under pressure... Why wasn't he invited? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand that part at all. It's crazy, though. So we're in spoilers. How the crew, though, one by one, it just gets dies. I mean, it starts with the gal with a thrust, and she goes flying in and smashes her face into the wall. Ooh, yeah. That was crazy. Now, to be fair to, to on um, Roy's defense, they drew first blood. Yeah. So he's innocent. That, yeah. I mean that's that's good as long as it works similarly in space than it does on Earth. Right, but yeah, they drew first blood. But yeah, everything goes down, and the next thing he knows, all three of them are dead, and he's the only one alive. But yeah, setting course to go find his dad around Neptune. Right, which is that's, and that was another thing too. Um, so we didn't talk about his dad ended up killing his crew. We find out. Yeah, because he's his dad's just like essentially becomes like a zealot to the mission. I guess. And I guess that they kind of get to the Neptune area. I'm not sure why they kind of stopped because it seemed like they just stopped there. I'm not sure why they just suddenly stopped there and didn't keep going. But the other crew was like, we want to go home. Like We've been at it for a couple decades now. We want to go home. And right. his dad's like, no, we're, we're going to continue. And that's when things got ugly, it sounds like. And he ends up killing the crew. Yeah, he's just like, well, if you're not going to work with me, then you're not leaving because this is the job. Which kind of like... <laughs> it just kind of like sounds like what sea madness is what they call it. I'm assuming space madness kind of like the same thing where you're just looking off to an eternal abyss mm-hmm. that you just like eventually you kind of lose your mind. It seems like his dad kind of lost his mind, at least lost his rational thinking. 
I mean, I can imagine so being out there that long, confined in a space for that long. Yeah, which how long? Like he's been out there for thirty years. How long has his crew been dead? That part I wasn't too sure of. It sounds like at least when they got to Neptune, but I don't know how long they hung around there because it seemed like they just kind of stopped there. I'm not sure again why. Yeah, so he's been at least by himself for a few years. Which even that makes it look like Roy gets there pretty quick, and I'm sure while his dad's gone in 30 years, they develop more technology to get up there, get out there even quicker. I'm sure, but it does seem like he, that was one thing about the film is it does seem like things like time just went by really quick as far as like him getting places, right. um, which is fine because we don't want to sit there watching him for that long. I don't need that much realism in a space movie. No, I mean we. I mean, I was in the impression it probably took him quite some time to get out there, like maybe even over a year. Yeah. But but again, I'm sure in 30 years they've developed faster technology to get people places quicker. But then it also begs the question: Why hasn't somebody gone out to kind of like check on them, refresh the crew, or something like that? Right. Well, I mean, I think this was what this one was all well, about. Well, okay, yeah, I guess that's true. But, but uh, good. Oh no, you good. You good. No, I, I got nothing. I Fine. don't know why I said but for. <laughs> All right, but yeah, he gets out there, and I, I do like he's in this a little pod, and he's going through the asteroids, and that thing starts getting knocked around. I'm like, how bad would it suck to get this far, you're in, and then get killed in that little pod? Oh, God. That would be like... Or get knocked into orbit without controls working, and just you die in that little pod. That would fucking suck. I feel like with something like that, I know this is a little dark, but, you know, I feel like something like that... They should just like have like a gun just stocked in there. Just like if you get stuck out in space, no hope of survival. Better than starving to death or right. dying in the uh, vast. I just go out there and then take your helmet off and you instantly freeze. I don't know if it's instant. I don't know. That seems like a lot of suffering, too. I don't know. I don't know. It's but just, yeah, I well, you'd have no oxygen either once you take your helmet off. So, yeah, it's just dying in space is still sounds terrifying. Doesn't yeah. sound instantaneous, and it just sounds terrifying. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but then he can't dock it either. It's like dock and control can't dock, and I'm like, again, it's like he made it this far. Oh man, how? But then yeah, he figures it out, gets out, has to get physically out of it and move inside there. But right, I don't know. Then he he uh, confronts his father. I mean, that was a pretty good interaction. I thought with them. I thought so too. It was very like, was it anticlimactic? Well, <laughs> it kind of was, but that's like for the very end. But it's just like. Him talking to his father felt like what a real conversation of like, yeah, I haven't seen you in 30 years. Like, kind of what the fuck is up? Well, because what do you <laughs> yeah, what do you say? I mean, I don't know. You're like, you abandoned me. I became an astronaut and I came to find you. Like, it's just, right. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of loaded what questions. I, what I do like about this movie, though, is there is good a good character arc. Because, I mean, he is on his way to becoming his father. Because you right. see with his relationship with Liv Tyler, which I don't know if she's supposed to be his wife or just a girlfriend. But you see in their relationship, like, how he just disconnects with her like how even when he's around he seems distanced to her mm-hmm. and how he does consume gets consumed with work right so he's on the way of becoming his father but yeah you see a good character arc in there to where he's like i don't want to be like this like i don't want to abandon the things that i love the people that are close to me and do everything he kind of like sees his father like you did everything for the mission and well that's kind of noble of you he doesn't want to turn out like that Right, kind of. I mean, this may print the nerdy spin on it, but it kind of reminded me of Batman and Nightwing, or when Nightwing separates from Batman because he doesn't want to be Batman, do anything just for the mission. That's what I was thinking about because I'm a nerd. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) No, that's good. It's a good analogy. Good analogy. Um, I did like Liv Tyler in this role. I just haven't seen her in a long time, so it was fun to see her. Her role is very small in this. 
Uh, I wish there would have been a little more between them when he got back home to Earth. Yes, to kind of like cement the character. Yeah, I wish there was just a little bit more of her. Uh, otherwise, I thought she was good for the parts she was in, though. Yeah. I liked her quite a bit. Yeah, Liv Tyler and Natasha Leone both stood out. <laughs> uh, Donald Sutherland. We haven't talked about Don- Donald Sutherland, who used to know his father. Except, like, retired astronaut, essentially. Right. Was going with him as far as, like, what, the Mars mission? He went with him as far as Mars and then stayed behind. Yeah, he's kind of like, I'm too old for... But, yeah, I like, <laughs> I like seeing Donald Sutherland, one of the space cowboys. Hell, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know what more there is to talk about. Really, I'm trying to think here. Well, I guess the the thing that I'm kind of that we haven't said yet is when he finally gets to his father. Like his father's whole mission was to see if there's life out there, at least from what we can tell. And when he gets there, he's like, "There's nothing. There's no extraterrestrial life. There's just it's just us." As of this, yeah, as of this part of the solar system, right? Again, but again, you would never know unless you went and did that. But I guess you got, you just got to find a guy that doesn't have a wife and kids to leave behind. Yeah, it's such a tough question. I kept asking myself, is would I do this? Because you're a national hero back home, but at the same time, you left your wife and kid behind. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like you're kind of doing good for mankind, but you left your wife and kid behind. So it's such, such back and forth in my head. Overall, I don't think I would do it. Now, if I was sing- single and no kid, sure. That's still a hard maybe <laughs> for me. It is, but... Well, I don't know. Probably not hard maybe. Like 30 years? Even if I'm single, I'm like, I mean, I would like to not be single in the next 30 years. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Shiloh, you better be single when I, when I get home in 30 years. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine getting into the dating scene, like come back to Earth and everything's 30 years different. It'd be insane. It'd be weird. It'd be like getting out of jail. You're just, also a national hero, though. So That's my, true. I my, would hope you would just get taken care of for the rest of your life for doing be, something he, like that. Well, yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, he's going to take his father back with him. And his father decides, no, like, my journey ends here in the stars, basically. Yeah. And, yeah, he ends up drifting off into space. That was a pretty cool big moment. Kind of cool. Not cool, but what his father did. Like, it, but, was, it was interesting, and you're, like... It's not a happy ending, but it feels like a good ending. Or, like, I guess a realistic ending. Right. I mean, Roy got his closure still. Um, right. Still fatherless at the end of it all. But, again, I think that's where he kind of made his mind up that, like, I don't want want this. He basically goes home and retires from the astronaut world. Yeah. Like, I just don't want, I don't want this anymore. You know, my Eve, whatever, wife, girlfriend is more important to me. Yeah. So I just want to be with her, maybe start to settle down, have a family with her. But yeah, I mean, like it's really, like I said, really great uh, character because, like, I mean, it's kind of like goes along with like the space things. Like when you go to space, you get perspective, and like that's what he gets. Like for his character, he gets a lot of perspective. Like if I continue on, this is what I get. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense when he comes back. He's just like, I don't want that anymore. So he gains perspective, which I think is really cool, and it really yep. goes along with like. Oh, we didn't talk thing. about. I think it was when they're going from the moon to Mars that where they stop off at that space station. They get the distress call and stop off at that space station with the chimps. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. That was a crazy scene because you're like, like you see the guy floating and like he kind of looks not moving. And you're like, did he? I thought like, did he land to like an electrical field or something and get fried? Right. Just to reveal a, like a chimp in space attacking everybody, I'm like, oh wow, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. But that's also an amazing scene. 
Oh, yeah, that scene. Oh man, that was good. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if there's more to talk about. I mean, I thought this was a really good. Like, it's kind of a character study. It's definitely you know a drama set in space. Right. Uh, it's not hard sci-fi. Like, you're not gonna get crazy aliens or anything. Like, I've already kind of nah, told you that. Nah, but but yeah, like the realistic. Oh, the score was good too. That's something we didn't talk about. Uh, yes. I can't remember the guy's name that did the score, but he was good job on that. I tried to find it on Spotify, but uh, it's not available for some Oof. reason. But Jordan. Score better than First Man's score? No. Well, I'd have to watch both again or listen to both scores through, but overall I would say, um, okay, Max Richter, or Richter is his name. Richter. Richter. Maybe. No, I would say uh, Justin, what is his last name? Justin Hurwitz uh, is a better composer. The guy that did La La Land and First Man and Whiplash. Still a better composer, but this was a good score still. It was a good score. Like I said, I just kind of threw that out there. I did like First Man's score better, but I also wasn't like thinking about that while I was watching the movie. It wasn't until after when I'm like, what was the last space movie I saw? It was First Man. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, why don't we wrap it up here? Uh, I'm going to just give this an overall A-, minus. I think. Okay. Good. It's uh, visually stunning. Uh, just a beautiful backdrop of space. I mean, every for the most part, every single shot of this was well thought out. Whether mm-hmm. you're in a space station, spaceship, or just in space, and it's a nice wide shot of a ship in space. Yeah. Well thought out. I mean, I love the whole Neptune scene going. Oh, that was another thing that was really cool too. Is when he projects himself with the like using that thing as a shield to go through the asteroids of Neptune. Yeah. That was cool. But yeah, just the beauty of this movie i loved a lot there's a couple again we talked about plot holes Mm -hmm. so overall though i would give this an a minus okay great character study um yeah a minus for me brad pitt was great i thought yeah and um so i i think i'm just gonna give a solid a because watching this like while it's not a perfect movie and it's got like some issues or maybe we just missed some stuff we won't know until we rewatch it but it's like it's what the cinema is for like it elev- like this is not going to have it's going to have maybe 30% of the sh- like the awe factor on a home release like this is something that you need to go to the cinema if you're interested in seeing it I would go see it. And don't take your kids to it they're going to be bored as hell and disruptive to everybody else. Yeah, it's not sci-fi, it's not actiony. I mean there's some actions but it's it's a slow burn movie. Little uh, PSA there for you. Yeah, so you're gonna leave the kids at home. This yeah. is just for adults to enjoy. No kids, pretty much. It's not yeah. Wally. No, Wally's great though. <laughs> but yeah, so I was just like, I love Wally. Like I said, like this is why you still want to go to the cinema. Exactly. All right. Well, so we got a minus and a solid A there. Yep. And I would say on the entertainment scale i'd I'd probably give it nine out of ten for entertainment i mean i wasn't bored i know it's a little bit of slow burn but it still goes down smooth i wasn't bored loved watching the visuals i give this nine out of ten uh i would say for for what it's at for what it is i'd say i guess for what what it is yeah nine i i think i'd settle for like a seven or eight so it's like it is slow but it is like in enchanting not like kind of puts you in a trance I guess, and, like, how the movie, like, moves along and, like, the visuals. Like, it all, like, kind of works together. So, I'd give, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Okay. All right. Well, that's our review of Ad Astra. All right. Well, let's move on here, Daniel, and talk some gambling. So, last week, we gambled on Downton Abbey. I bet 85% 
Daniel, you bet 87%, so close there. And I believe at the time of gambling, it would, would say it was like 81%, I believe. Yes, I think so. Somewhere around there. All right, so let's look it up here. Daniel's looking up, it looks like, right now. What is Downton Abbey sitting at right now as of recording? Okay, well, Downton Abbey, as long as this is the... Okay, I had to make sure that it was the movie and not the TV show. <laughs> but it's sitting at an audience score of 95%. Ooh. Ooh. And with 183 critic reviews, wow, it is... Sitting at an 84%. So almost Ooh. right on the money, Jordan. Oh, man. Man, I could have assigned you two movies this year or this week if I had got it right on the money. So close. Here, let's refresh it. I'll, I'll give I'll give you a refresh. 85. Now I'm still 84. Dang. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Well, I got to sweet. I won. I got to sign Daniel a movie. All right, Daniel. I'm looking over here. It's starting to get dark sooner, so I'm getting ready to start assigning Daniel three-hour movies because why not? Yeah, I have a plan. To, I told my buddy Connor that sometime this winter we'll plan a weekend, just start it like early on a Saturday, and just sit down and go through the the Lord of the Rings. That'd be cool. So I got plans to do that. All right. Well, um, let's see. We got Rambo coming out this week. We're talking about Daniel wanted to go in fresh without seeing any Rambo, so I'll spare him. Hmm. Daniel assigned me a sequel this last week. Do I want to assign him a sequel to something? Just look, kind of looking at the collection here. Hmm. 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 I know. Daniel's doing a good job watching all the Tarantino films. Very proud of him. Yeah, I still haven't watched Jackie Brown. I did not have time this week. It's all right. Uh, you know what? This is one been wanting to sign you for a while that you haven't seen for a while that i'm way overdue to watch but I, you know i think you're gonna enjoy this daniel you're gonna watch a little movie about johnny depp being a cocaine dealer called blow oh okay so yeah i've never seen that movie yeah it's a good movie yeah you got uh uh what's her name not shan elizabeth um not elizabeth hurley yeah it'll come to me anyway Good movie. I think you're going to enjoy it. So yeah, Daniel this week, Blow. I think you, I think you'll like it. Okay. All right. Wow. So what are we gambling on this week, though? What's coming out next week? I have no idea. I mean, are we doing Joker? That's in two weeks. Oh, that's in two weeks. Yeah. I know. I hate seeing scores and stuff we're about to watch. Are you talking about Penelope Cruz, by the way? Penelope Cruz. That's right. I looked it up. Last yeah. thing I saw her in was one of the... How about that? We can bet on the... Uh, abominable oh the new dreamworks yeah which okay yeah let's do that all right i have no idea dreamworks does good for animation pretty good i don't know this this looks kind of standard like in the trailers it says from the studio that brought you how to train your dragon i'm like yes you did but that's also one of the best things you brought us in a long time yeah, I don't and think it definitely does not look like it's up to that level. No, it looks more kiddy. It looks fine. It definitely looks like it's made for kids. So yeah, it's like, what did the adults, what did the critics think of it? Um, hmm. right. All right. I, I guess I'm. I think I'm thinking optimistic because while I don't like, I'm not loving what I've seen of the story for the trailers. I do love like a lot of the visuals are fun, um, and it looks like it just looks cool. It's a little bit stylized too. Um, 
I mean, I hope it's good for a good little thing for the kids and good for parents that have to take their kids and watch it. But it does it, look it leaning looked, more towards kids than young adults. It looked adult. like it was made for kids, though. So as far as critics go, I think they're going to be pretty gentle on it overall. I said 74%. Okay. Well, I we're only a few apart this time. I said 70% because it looks like it's leaning towards children, um, like more like a younger age. But we'll see. So 70% for me, 74% for Jordan. And uh, if I can just figure out how to spell abominable. Abominable 2019. Okay. Oh, I was about to say 20 something percent. I'm like, 20%. Sheesh. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. Now, this is only with a count of 20 critics so far. So this could go either way. But it's sitting at an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's not it's not bad. Okay. Um, could, could but go, it's got could, 20%. Could go so. up or down. Yeah, I bet okay. it's probably going to drop a little bit. I mean, that's kind of what I'm hoping for anyway at this point. But uh, it's sitting at 80%. So that's not too bad for a kid's movie. No, not at all. All right. Well, I guess we will wait and see what happens. All right, cool. Well, that's so, it. That is it for this week. So, yeah, we'll be back next week. Uh, I know they came out the same weekend, but, yeah, this week at Astra. Next week, we are going to be checking out Rambo, Last Blood. Uh, I'm watching a couple of the Rambo movies. I actually watched the first two, and I think I'm going to skip the third and go straight to the fourth and then go see Last Blood. Okay. But Daniel's going to go in cold turkey. Never seen any of them. I mean, I might just wa- watch the first one just to see, like, okay, what is a Rambo movie when it started to compare it to what is a Rambo movie when it's supposedly ending. I might do that. All right. Well, we'll see. You're going to be busy watching Johnny Depp though. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, Daniel, why don't you let everybody know where they can find us? You can find it online on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought of Ad Astra. Loved it. Hated it. Had to pee halfway through. You let us know. All right. Thanks, everyone, for downloading the show. Thanks for sharing it with friends. We appreciate it. We're seeing our numbers go up, and it's awesome. Yeah, we'll be back next week, like we said, with Last Blood. And the following week, which will mark our one-year anniversary. Can't believe it's been a year already. We'll be back with the Joker movie. And I cannot wait to see slash talk about that one. Yeah, I'm still, like, cautiously, like, optimistic. I don't think it's going to be bad, but I hope it's it's good. I, know, I think I'm getting too optimistic, so hopefully I'm not let down. But yeah, looking forward to Joker. I think we're going to have a guess or two on that one. So yeah, everybody, have a great week. Thanks for again for downloading us, and we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>